Today's show is pre-recorded. Uh-huh, I sure will. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only. <laughs> Steve Harvey got a radio show. <laughs> Steve Harvey got a radio show. Sometimes when I chuckle like that, it reminds me of my oldest brother that passed away. He used to laugh like that. It's kind of funny how genes get passed down through the line. I don't know why I told y'all that. Just on to share it with you, that's all. As always, I always kind of ask God to help me, you know, um, and 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 I, I had uh, I had gotten off track a little bit because um, w- one of the principles of success I want to share with you all today is the law of attraction. That is a very very serious principle. It cannot be ignored. The law of attraction, and and I'm I'm not going to be ex- able to explain it to you as well as the book Secrets can, or as well as some people. I can only articulate it to you um, the way that I see it. The law of attraction is very, very real. The law of attraction is a principle of success. It is something that everyone has to adhere to. Now, whether you know the law of attraction or not, it does not make it not exist for you. This is the case where ignorance is not the excuse. The fact that no one told it to you, there is no pass for this one. The fact that you never heard it before, it it does not allow you to do it any other way. So let me see if I can uh, put it to you best I can, the law of attraction. The law of attraction, to put it real simple, is the thing that you focus on 
the thing that you talk about, the thing that you think of, is the thing that you draw to you. It's what you attract to you. That's basically the law of attraction. The thing that you talk about, the thing that you think about, the thing that you focus on, whatever it is, that is what you attract. The law of attraction does not differentiate from positive and negative. It only does what it does. What I am saying is this. In the law of attraction, no matter what you think of, no matter what occupies your time, no matter what you say or no matter what the focus is, positive or negative, the law of attraction knows neither one. It just attracts it. So let's use some examples here. I can just, best example I always use is me. That way I ain't got to figure out nothing. I can just tell you my side of it. I was in a lot of debt one time in my life. This is before any of you knew me. Uh, so you can understand, in case you're not think, I don't, I don't want you to think that this conversation is about your income level, because it's not. It doesn't matter what income level you are. The law of attraction works in all aspects, money, family, relationships, job, career, love. It, it just works that way. Okay, here's the deal. I kept saying, man, this debt is killing me. I got to get out. That's what I thought was a good goal, to get out of debt. But what I kept saying was, you know, I kept talking about debt. And you know what it kept doing? It kept attracting debt to me. So guess what? So I could get out. That's all. (laughs) Is that crazy? That is an amazing law to understand. What turned it around for me was I started claiming a life of abundance. God, I am seeking a life of abundance. I want to have more than enough. I want to be able to help other people. I just want to have a law of attraction so that I'll be able to provide my family the lifestyle that I want to provide them. I want Heavenly Father to be able to be an example of your goodness and your grace in my life. That is what I started saying, and guess what? That's what I started attracting. I'm going to have a great relationship with my children. I'm gonna be the father that I always wanted to be. I'm going to be a good father. I'm going to be a good husband now. I am going to do the right things. I am going to be the type of example that my sons can look no further and go, I can be like my dad. I want to be able to be a, a place, a beacon of light and hope for my daughters to come to. That's what I started saying. That's what I started attracting to my life. The law of attraction does not care if you want it to be positive or negative. The law of attraction just attracts whatever it is you focus on, what you think about, the words that come out your mouth. You cannot overlook this principle of success and expect to make it because of the fact that you've never heard of the law of attraction, because of the fact that you don't know how it really operates. It does not make it not exist in your day. You can start today 
attracting the right things to your life by changing what you say, what you think, what you focus on. Change the focus, change the thought, change the the, the words that come out your mouth, and guess what? You change what you attract to yourself. You have got to ask yourself, why is it, man? Man, let me tell you something. Somebody said to Bishop Jakes one time, they said, man, everything you touch turns to gold. He said, no, I just don't touch everything. (laughs) Man, is this crazy? Come on, man. He has a focus. He has a focus. See, he ain't just everywhere. Bring me any idea. Let me try that. No, 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 man. He has a focus. He has a law of attraction that's working where he's attracting things to his life that that's positive. That he can, that's not to say Bishop Jakes don't have problems because we talk often and man, he have them. Oh, please understand. And he's not trying to attract the problems, but what he will attract is the proper solution for the problem. And ain't that all you need sometimes? God did not say that it would be easy. He just said he would be with you. And if God is with you, who can be against you? God will make your enemies your footstool. God is powerful, man. His word is true. He do what he say he going to do. Now, all we got to do is do some of what we say. Because we ain't going to do everything. Just do some of what we say. We Okay, here's the deal. God is going to do everything he say he going to do. You and I just got to do some of the stuff we say we're going to do. Because he already know we ain't going to do all of it. He, he clear on that. He clear on that. All right. Thank you. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are again. Welcome, 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 one and all. This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. I have. I changed my voice in the middle of it. I didn't start this way, but I decided to be this way. This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show, y'all. Turn your radio up and call your mom and them. Tell them it's about to go down. Yeah, I switch. I do that, Shirley, off and on. Okay. Off and on. Off and on. We all dealing with everything. You ain't the only one. Welcome to the ride. Uh... Shirley Strawberry. Hey, good morning, Steve. Just thankful and grateful. Thankful and grateful. All day. Carla Pharrell. Highly blessed and favored. Good morning. Good morning, crew. 2,995th wonder of the world. That doggone junior, that damn boy, Spates. (laughs) Morning, everybody. Morning, crew. Morning, Unc. Bread making a comeback at my house. Bread (laughs) making a comeback. And the food, king of pranks, nephew Tommy. Still in this house. Ah! Man. Did y'all see that little baby on social media that was screaming, said, I hate this house. I didn't get this house. Uh-huh. I, I need out. That little baby, you saw house. it, Junior. She said, Let Yeah. I hate this house. This house. Uh, it's wearing them out, boy. Oh, man. Yeah, man. You know, I love being in. I love being at home. I love being in my house. I do too. I, I, I really like do. it, but yeah. 
The fact that you can't But the only reason, yeah, the only reason yeah. that I even think about it is because we can't go out. Right. But right. Yeah, you know what I did today, though? You know what I did yesterday? What? Got dressed. Woo-hoo, drove to the mailbox. You hear me? Oh, <laughs> man, let me tell you something. I went somewhere. <laughs> went to the mailbox, baby. You drove to the, I love it. <laughs> I've gone absolutely nowhere. <laughs> and don't and have nowhere to go because all I do is work so they ain't no work so where I'm going yeah you know mm. thank God they got this radio set up this way Lord have mercy ain't it a blessing and, and a lot of us yes yeah and a lot of us ask for time off and vacation and you know and stuff like that so be spending more time with the family and things like that so here's your opportunity yeah yeah. yeah, so it's just unfortunate circumstances. It just don't have no end to it right now. Ain't no. Ending. <laughs> you need an end date. Okay. <laughs> I need an yeah, end. I, I need to be looking need forward well, to something. Well, well, Tommy, the, the, the national quarantine is April thirtieth. Mm-hmm. I, I think they didn't. That's the stay-at-home policy and everything. Yeah. So, so far, you have day. that date to look forward to. Just look forward to that day. Everybody, pray for that day, and, and let's 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 <laughs> see if that can be the day. Okay. And if it's we'll not, they'll it. give you a new date to look forward to. Yes. We'll yes, pray on it. Date. Ain't well, we'll keep pushing it yeah. back, pushing it back. <sighs> All right. Uh, today is Wednesday. Uh, coming up in 32 minutes after the hour, guess who's going to pay us a visit? Sister Odell oh, will no. be in the building right after this. Yes. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it is Wednesday, so it's time for something funny. Uh, and uh, guess what? Sister Odell is here. Oh, there she is. Oh, oh here she comes. Oh, she loud. From the back of the room. She don't care. Yeah. She does not care. She does what she wants to do. Oh, yeah, social distancing. <laughs> social distancing. Come over here if you want to now. Six feet. You, know, you don't know. You don't know. And I'm full of prior conditions. Hello. Good morning, everyone. Okay. Good morning, Sister Girl, Good I got morning, so many prior there. conditions. What you do? Don't, don't come on. Don't come breathing over here. Don't lean on me. Don't touch me. Don't try to hug me. Don't help me. Oh, you don't even want help. Well, get your, yeah, ha- get yeah. your hands up. Get. Mm-mm. 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 Did you well, hear me? Welcome, Sister Odell. Get your black ass. Oh, Sister Odell, we're <laughs> on the air. Excuse me, I'm so sorry. I, I don't know why this fool ain't mm. listening to social distancing. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're practicing it, though, Sister Odell. Oh, I'm practicing. Mm-hmm. I'm it. Mm. I like it. They'll, they'll yeah. leave this in permanent. <laughs> Got nothing to do with her. Took your neighbor. I don't know the neighbor. <laughs> if he didn't ride in the van with me, I don't know you. <laughs> in the van of the church van. Me I don't and Pearl know the been neighbor. riding in the van together for years. If, I, if you knew and get in the van, we need to check you out. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I know that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tired of this here going she down right to now. the grocery store and everything with the corona. You know, mm-hmm. you're sitting in here and the air, people got on masks and stuff. Yes, yes, ma'am. ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. I think you know how I treat everybody. 
Huh. Like you got it. How you do that? Yeah, well, yeah. That's kind of what they say. Well, like, I'm concerned you got yeah. it. You're right, actually, Sister Odell. <laughs> and the reaction I'm going to give is that of a person who ain't got it and don't want it. <laughs> well, Sister Odell, I, I have to ask you, since you brought that up, mm -hmm. have you have you ever been quarantined, like with one of your husbands, for, for oh, a period of time? Oh, yeah, we was quarantined one uh -huh. time, me and woof. Oh, Which one know? you want to know about? Uh, 11, 12, 1, 2. Me and, uh, me and Satcha got quarantined. <laughs> one time, mm, Satcha Page. <laughs> Negro League. <laughs> we got quarantined one time because we was hiding uh, black criminals from white police officers at the house. Oh. And so we oh. couldn't go out of nothing, you know. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, I remember that time, and then we got quarantined. I got quarantined one time with Ralph Abernathy's daddy. Okay. <laughs> what was his name? Who was his daddy? Jack. Jack Nabbit. Jack Nabbit. Jack, Jack Abernathy. Mm -hmm. And me and him were quarantined okay. together one time. We was writing a speech uh -huh. for Frederick Douglass. I knew it. Oh. We going to get a speech <laughs> on the steps. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've been, been through it several times. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it ain't never bothered me, you know. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. What are you doing while you're at home? A lot of people are watching uh, The Tiger King. Have you had a chance to check out The Tiger Girl, King? Girl, I saw that foolishness. How you ain't seen it? I, know. I just haven't. Tell me about it. This fool ugly-ass man got two <laughs> ugly-ass husbands. <laughs> <laughs> It ain't a cute man in that bunch. <laughs> one of them skinny, one of them ain't got no teeth, and the other one look like he don't even want to be here. Well, he, he ain't here no more. Hell, he went on and got out. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Girl, I ain't never seen nothing like this. And it just, you know, it's just, it ain't a black person in it. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, it's not. Mm -mm. Not, no. not, in, not in the regulars, you know, because we ain't, we ain't fooling with no tigers. Exotic no, animals. No. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. ain't exotic. Them is tigers. <laughs> and, and liger. What about the liger? Did you see that one? You know, I misunderstood him when he said that. I thought we was going to have to end this thing right here. I started to get some people to load up the church van and drive down there. Oh, no, you didn't call us that day. <laughs> and then one of my friends heard it, Beather, because she had a, she got a new bell tone. Oh. She said, calm down. He said, lager. Oh, okay. <laughs> you was ready. That you bell was ready. tone worked, don't Head it? Heading on down now. I'm going to get one of them bell tones because I can't tell you how many people ask I don't whoop because I misunderstood. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Did you, did but you that like tiger, it? I, you know, I just, it's a, it just, it's just a, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so much on the tiger cane. Yes, man. <laughs> you got the Tiger King, yes. got two husbands. You got the other fat man that got five women in there. Don't none of them look like they belong to him. <laughs> uh -huh. Then you got the rich man that disappeared. The white, oh, did I tell you? The white woman killed him. Oh, you think huh? so? Uh, yeah. Her name Carol Baskin. Oh, what does she keep laughing for? Every time they ask him about it, it's so silly. See, uh -huh. white folks laugh when they kill people. Oh, they always laugh. Oh, you know they did it. They just be chuckling. <laughs> hey, everything funny today. <laughs> you ain't never seen a black person on trial for murder laughing. Better not grin. <laughs> Ass is gone anyway, you know.
Well, yeah, um, Joe Exotic mm. did say that she uh, killed her husband and fed him to the tigers. She, he did. Say I that. don't know if she did all that, but he, she killed a man somewhere. He ain't, mm. he ain't there. He ain't one of them planes, and he wasn't down in Costa Rica. Mm-mm. So where he at? Yeah, she got mm-hmm. a point. Where at? He killed. You got a million dollars. What you disappoint for? Now, after looking at her, I'd have disappeared. But you know, <laughs> you're just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. He might be somewhere down in Costa Rica, one of them pretty uh, Costa Rica women. Oh, Sister Odell, time is up. Man, we never have enough time with you. That's cause y'all put me on the first break. Is the shortest. No, it ain't. Uh-uh. It is. It's shortest break we got. Well, you want to tell people what's coming up next, though, Sister Odell? Well, it's time is coming on with a prank that you already heard. <laughs> it's called Run That Prank Back, Sister Can Odell. Can I ask you a question? Why don't me and Tommy switch times? Because I'm a, at least because he got the good prank come on later on, the new one, the fresh one. <laughs> That's the one I be waiting on. I want the fresh one. Cause I hear the one yesterday, just hearing it twice. I be I be saying along with it. I be cussing when they cuss. <laughs> All right, run that prank back with Family the nephew coming up right after you this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Tiger King. His producers are responding to uh, the criticism, the star's criticism. And CNN's, this is really sad news, CNN's Chris Cuomo uh, has tested positive for COVID-19. Well, yeah, we'll tell you more at the top of the hour. Yeah, he's a good yeah. dude, too, man. I like yeah. him a lot. He's going to be all right. He's healthy. He's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. working. Yeah. He's in shape. He in shape. Let's get after it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, right now, it is time to run that prank back on this April Fool's Day, nephew. What you got ah, for us? Ah, ah. <laughs> Dr. Petrie. Oh, That's boy. the name of it. Dr. Petrie. Let's go, Cat. Hello? I'm trying to reach Dr. Petrie, please. This is Dr. Petrie. Dr. Petrie, I'm, I'm, uh, my, my name is uh, Jared. Jared. And, and I, I was hoping you could help me out with a, with a, with a, with a problem that I have. Okay, hello, Jared. Um, I would love to help you out with a problem. Unfortunately, though, you're Doctor Petrie, right? I am, but this is my personal number. How did you get this number? I, somebody gave me this number so I could call you and and, and, and try to get some counseling from you because I gotta. I, I mean, I'm 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 really in a bad situation right now. Okay, I, I can I can recognize that that you're in a bad situation, but I how did you get my number? This is my personal line. Who gave you my number? Are you 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 the doctor? You the counselor that help people with with, with 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 situations and problems and stuff, right? Yes, I am, Jared. What can I do for you, Jared? Uh, I got a a problem that I, it seems like I'm just you know I've been married to my wife for six years. Okay, wait, 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 Jared. Now this what you're what you're about to get into, you're about to you want to go into a counseling session, and so in order to do that, I do that through making an appointment. I understand all of that, but you 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 don't understand. I'm trying to what I'm trying to tell you is that I, I got a situation and I know it's gonna happen again tonight because it's been happening all the time. I'm, I'm just I just need some. If you could just give me a little bit of help, and then I'll come in next week. But I mean, I just need you to tell me how to handle my problem, and then I'll come in next week. I just I just I need this bad right okay, now. Jared, 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 I need you to focus. Okay, I don't do this over the phone. However, it sounds to me like you really need. A- I need you. Can you can you be there for me just for yes. a second? Yes, I, I'm I here right now. I apologize for calling you and disrupting your weekend, but can you help me out? Excuse me. Tell him I'll call him back. I don't know what's going on. Hello. Tell him I'll call him back. 
Hello. I'm here, Jared. I'm here. Doctor Pre- Dr. Preacher. I'm here. Tell me, tell me what's going on, Jared. I'm here to listen to you. Okay, listen. I, I've been I've been married to my wife for like six years now, and, okay. and, and and I don't know what it is, but whenever whenever we intimate, you know, I I, I get scared. And, and I, I go into the closet, and, and I got a TV in there, and I watch old TV shows because I'm scared. I'm scared of the the intimacy between me and her. Okay, uh, Jared, this this sounds like a particular case. Um, it's different from anything that I've experienced thus far, and I want to make sure that I address your. Now we up in the big league, getting our turn at bat. What? Long as we live, you uh, and me, baby. Jared. Ain't nothing wrong with that, cause we J- moving on up. Oh, okay, Jared, focus. You called me, and you need me to help I, I, I'll be, I'll be going, I'll be going through it to be bothering me. Okay, Jared, what I need to do is I need to make sure One, that whatever... One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, oh, six, eleven o'clock, uh, twelve o'clock, yes. rock. We're going to rock, rock the clock tonight I, when the clock right through. As in, 
Tommy, Matthew, Tommy. <laughs> Dr. Petrie, you have been pranked. Oh, you... no, you didn't go. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you have a colleague named Charles? You know what? I'm going to kill. Ooh, Lord, that, I can't believe Charlie did this to me. Oh, my God. Do you know how much time I was? Oh, I got God. Hurt. You got, ooh, you got me flustered. I was recording you. I hope you know that. <laughs> oh, I got to ask you something, though. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning <laughs> Show, baby. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a story of a lovely lady. <laughs> Oh, silly. You play too much. Oh, she was mad at you. Yeah, sit right back and you hear a tale. Tell of a Oh, man. Mm. Love that Brady Bunch, though. Where everybody yeah. knows your name. Come on, boy. That was, that was perfect right there. Tears was perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, nothing beat good times in the Jefferson, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, nothing beat good times. That's what Junior's been watching while he's been. Yeah, uh, I've been watching them. Self isolating. Yeah, yeah, you watch uh, some of them for the first time. Was the hottest theme song to me. Now oh, we're oh, up oh. in the big league. Of course. <laughs> Got my turn and back. Because <laughs> that was my jam, man. I, I sang that because I wanted me a series of cleaners or anything. <laughs> All right, coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment and uh, national news for you right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at 20 minutes after the hour, today is Census Day, ladies and gentlemen, and our special guest will be Mr. Michael Cook. He is the Chief of Public Information uh, at the Census Bureau. Uh, Today, we're going to make sure our community is counted. That's what today is all about, okay? It's Uh, the people with sense, right? Yeah, so why are you talking? That's exactly right, Charlie. (laughs) Why are you talking right now? Do you have to destroy every (laughs) serious moment on this show? Did I destroy it? What is it? Is it it your goal to just exhibit just how stupid (laughs) a person can be? See, he's just being himself. Yes, that is my goal. <laughs> and 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 completely and unapologetic it, about it. <laughs> He's proud you want me to apologize for asking? Is senses about people who need to have some sense? You want so me to now, now obviously it's not because you got in the conversation. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm gonna be quiet. I'm gonna let the senses people do the senses. Mm-hmm. We want you. you to be counted. Yeah. All right. Uh, time for some entertainment news. Have your I- children count you. <laughs> They're getting home school, they got their good education. No, let 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 Sydney and them do this. <laughs> you don't all get right. on the phone at all. <laughs> Let's talk about the Tiger King, Netflix's latest documentary. Uh we've all seen it, with the exception of you, I think, nephew. Uh I it yeah, you got to check it out. It exposes the world of some of the biggest exotic wild animal collectors in the U.S., and it tells the story of a rivalry between Joe Exotic, who's the star of the show, and Carol Baskin. Apparently, Carol wasn't happy about how she was depicted in the show. She's the owner of Big Cat Rescue. She slammed the production and called it 
both salacious and sensational. She claims that the documentary was pitched to her as a big cast version of Blackfish, the documentary that exposed abuse at SeaWorld. But according to co-producer Eric Good, Carol talked about her personal life, her childhood, abuse from her first husband and her second husband, the disappearance of her ex, Don Lewis. She knew that this was not just about a Blackfish because... All of that is like blackfish. Yeah. All of that. Abuse. That's Mm -hmm. what they do to them whales. Uh, Mm -hmm. Husbands coming up missing. That's what happens when you take a whale out the wild. Somebody Mm -hmm. husband, somebody daddy gone. Mm -hmm. The whole thing was like blackfish. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was thoroughly entertaining. It was great. It It, was. And and like I said, the reason you have to watch it is because, listen to me. If you think something is wrong with you, (laughs) after you watch this, you're going to be all right. Right. You're going to be be all right. Because I don't care how your life going. Mm -hmm. By the end of the third episode, you can go, well, at least it ain't that. Yeah. 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 You see these two dudes these three dudes that got married mm-hmm. to each when, other. When yeah. you see this set up, mm-hmm. it's going to throw you a little bit because ain't none of them. Mm. Cute. Mm. <laughs> and no, then he said after a handsome man in the that, whole kitchen. Yeah, it, man. That's exactly what he's saying. He said, man. <laughs> man, I was yeah. just struggling with this whole thing, man. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, Joe Exotic the star of the show is thrilled that he's famous. <laughs> he's shining. Yes. He, he, I hear hurting him. He, yeah. he wants this fame. He loves the fact, because that's what? what they said in the show. He always wanted to be famous. All right, Steve, time now to get caught up on today's news headlines. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. This is Andrew with the news. Let me give it to you. President Trump says he is extending his social distancing guidelines for the next 30 days now to stem the flow of the coronavirus, finally kind of in, coming in line with what the doctors and health officials have been trying to tell him. Trump's no touch, no closeness extension comes as the U.S. death toll now stands at over 3,700 people. 3,700 people have died. More than 181,000 people have positive infections. A tornado, by the way, touched down in Alabama yesterday ripping up about 15 homes and scattered damage. They thought it might be worse because so many people are home and not at work. But they said not a lot of damage was not, was done. Health officials, meanwhile, saying that New York could be facing its highest number of coronavirus cases thus far in between the next 7 to 21 days. So now Governor Cuomo says he's tired of always having to pay a game of catch-up as he tries to battle the virus. He's asking for more federal help now, help he says he's going to need to have at the ready. We are planning now for the battle at the top of the mountain. That's what we are doing. Get a staffing plan ready now. Equipment stockpile now. We're gathering equipment that we don't need today because today is not the day of the battle. And Cuomo shared some personal information yesterday that demonstrates his point. His brother, CNN anchor Chris Cuomo, now has tested positive for the virus. Everyone is subject to this virus. It is the great equalizer. I don't care how smart, how rich, how powerful you think you are, how young, how old. This virus is the great equalizer. 
Cuomo says he's confident, though, that his brother will recover. Chris Cuomo says that Americans can defeat COVID-19 by being smart, tough, and united. Louisiana's Governor John Bell Edwards says he's extending his stay-at-home order through the end of April uh, because his state's coronavirus infection rate shows no signs of slowing at all. Governor Edwards uh, says that there are now more than 5,000 COVID-19 cases in Louisiana. At least 239 people have died. Numbers like we're reporting today keep us on a very um, steep trajectory in terms of our case growth. Uh, and we know that that puts us firmly on the path to exceeding our capacity to deliver health care. In fact, Governor Edwards says his state faces a shortage of, for instance, ventilators by this weekend. The Detroit Auto Show has been canceled. That venue turned into a giant makeshift hospital there. Meanwhile, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says legislators have begun uh, getting proposals together for the next coronavirus relief bill. And very appropriately, that's right, the top of the Empire State Building in New York, lit up in red lights to represent and honor emergency lights used on vehicles of cops, firefighters, and other responders. Very appropriate. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Today is a National Census Day, mm-hmm. and we've talked about uh, how important it is, especially for our community, to be counted in the 2020 census. So we have somebody here today that's going to give you a lot more insight on why the census is so important. We've invited the Chief of Public Information Office at the United States Census Bureau to join us. He's got a lot of great information to share with us about this year's census, and we had him on the show 10 years ago, (laughs) to be exact. Uh, Ladies Hmm. and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show, Mr. Michael Cook. Welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Welcome, sir. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm doing well. Couldn't be better. You know, it's uh, Census Day. It's a time to celebrate, um, time to reference the fact that the once every 10-year count is here. Um, We just want people to know why it's important and what all the benefits are from responding to the census so that they are not missed. Well, this is important because I want everybody in our listeners or the audience to understand how important taking the census is. It's important because for the first time ever, we have an option to respond online or by phone. So tell us more about Census Day. This day, Census Day, it's the reference day for the 2020 Census. We use this day to determine who should be counted and where you should be counted in the 2020 Census. So we're asking everyone to go to 2020census.gov and to respond. We have sent invitation mailers in the mail across the country to invite people to log on to fill it out the form online. They can also call or they can mail a questionnaire back if they prefer not to go online to fill it out. So on this day and any day going forward until you can finish and respond to the 2020 census you should think about your household on april 1st and fill out the questionnaire representing everybody who's in the house so it's not just the people that 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 are related to you but everybody that resides there so if you have a cousin an uncle um someone that's a roommate they should be counted on the form and please please count count the young children because they are historically undercounted on the census How long do they have to respond to this survey? From now until August 14th, they can respond. As of right now, more than 50 million 
households have responded to the 2020 census. So 34.7% of the households across the nation have stood up, have been counted, they have responded, and we need everyone to respond. Given the current situation with COVID-19, we are practicing social distance just like everyone else. And so if you respond online, if you respond by phone, or if you mail back your questionnaire, you can do all of that without having to come in contact with the census taker. Census.gov. Everybody go online and fill it out. We are going to be more counted than ever before. And uh, we'll be right back, and we're going to talk about why right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, we're back, everybody. Uh, We have our special guest today from the Public Information Office at the United States Census Bureau. Uh, His name is uh, Mr. Michael Cook. He's Mm -hmm. back with us again. And we're talking about it because today is Census Day. And for the first time, we have an option to respond online or by phone. Now, all you got to do right now while we're sitting at home doing nothing and call everybody to get them to complete the form because I'm going to tell you why it's so important in just a second. But go to 2020census.gov. 2020census.gov. Just 2020census.gov. And uh, apply and fill it out today. Now, uh, uh, Michael Cook, let me ask you this, man. Why is it important, especially in our communities, to fill out this census form? It's important for two reasons. It actually comes down to power and it comes down to money. It's important to your community and your response matters because getting an accurate count results in representation in the House of Representatives. And it informs how legislative districts and boundaries are then drawn. Voting districts are drawn. School districts are drawn. So it's about representation. It's about power. But there are intrinsic benefits that stick to your community for the next 10 years by an accurate and complete count. There are hundreds of billions of dollars in federal, state, and local funds that are spent in our communities each year, including funding for local hospitals, emergency services, where they put bus routes, where businesses are developed. Um, So all of the decisions that come down to the local level that benefit your life and impact your life are based on an accurate and complete count. So if you are missed, your community misses out on those benefits, billions of dollars spent at the local level every year for the next 10 years. Yeah. See, Mm. folks, I want you to understand how important that is for us. When we complain about the lack of facilities, the lack of uh, resources, the lack Mm -hmm. of hospitals, schools, Mm -hmm. uh, the monies that's put into the schools, the roads, the busing systems, uh, whether businesses would even bother to come here, why there are no jobs, uh, grocery stores, stuff like this. They can always use the fact that, well, there's only X amount of people here, and based on the percentage of people, we only should give X amount of funds for that area. Well, now we've hurt ourselves. The Census Bureau is not ISIS. They are not coming to pick you up and take you away. They have to count all the people in the house for districting, for power, for voting, for school districts, for where uh, 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 first responders, how many we get there, what fire stations, how many ambulance services, all of this, man. This is what we're lacking and hurting in our neighborhood. Mr. Cook, will you do this, Tommy? Do me a favor. Tell my cousin, Ryan Cooper, this ain't got nothing to do with his court date or his child support. Please tell him that. 
so he can but, feel this paperwork out. Please. Rod, Rodney, the, the information that we collect is covered by Title 13. Title 13 protects that data, that information for life. I will go to jail. I will get fined. I take a lifetime oath and anybody at the Census Bureau that looks at your personal identifiable information, they have to have a reason to look at it. And when we release the statistics, the information is only released in aggregate. So it doesn't identify you. That information isn't shared with any other federal agencies, any other enforcement agencies, um, IRS, no one. That information is only used for statistical purposes. So decision makers at all levels of government can make informed decisions that will impact your life. Yeah, I think everybody, that's perfect, man. Everybody has to fill out this form. It's 2020census.gov, everybody. Go there. Everybody fill it out, man. Let's get counted. If we get counted, we make more of these funds, these billions of dollars that's available over the next 10 years can come here more freely. We already in a dogfight. So, okay, I need everybody fill out. Go right now, 2020census.gov, and fill it out. Michael Cook, thank you so much, sir. I appreciate you, and it's important, and that it's their time to be counted. I appreciate you. Coming up next, the nephew and today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. Subject... My husband belongs to the streets. Hmm. Mm. But right now, nephew in the building with today's prank phone call on this April Fool's Day. This is your day. This is your time to shine, Tommy. Your day right here. You know, I, I like shining, Shirley. And I mm-hmm. like I like I like calling men about their wives. You know what I'm saying? It's just you something like about that. it. It just <laughs> It just, I, just, I just get this adrenaline inside. You know what I'm saying? Just call a man about his wife. Uh-huh. Adrenaline. Adrenaline. Uh-huh. I like to get that adrenaline rubber. Adrenaline. You know? Okay. Yeah, because I like when I can just break a man down to his knees because he can't handle it. Uh-huh. All right? So this okay. phone call is, your wife is fine as hell. That's the title of it. Right? Uh-huh. Your wife is fine as hell. You know? How does a man accept that when you when you hear that coming from another man? That's what I that's I get I get, I get adrenaline off of it. Let's go, Captain. Your wife is fine as hell. He's saying it like that though. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Daryl. Yeah, this is Daryl. Who is this? Hey Daryl, how you doing? My name is Alonzo, man. I um work for a uh, liquor distributing company. I, I do uh, distri- uh liquor distribution. How you doing today? Um I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good, man. What what can I do for you? Hey, we're, we're, we're putting together a big, big event, man, with uh, vodka. And they're throwing, a, they're throwing a huge pool party. And like I say, I've been, I'm in the liquor business, man. I've been doing it for, for quite some years now. And, you know, we're always trying to do different type of uh, publicity and really get the hype up. And what we're trying to do, man, is, is really get people to come out to this fashion party because it's the first quarter of 2020. We want it to be a, one to remember. And uh, oh, I know. So you trying to invite me out there? No, 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 no. You're. I, I. I go to the bank. I go to the bank where your where your wife works at, Kendra. And okay, what we're trying to do is have. I mean, we want our flyer and slash poster to be something really, really memorable. Something that's going to really draw people in. 
And okay. you know, we're gonna have this this thing is going to be all over social media, the whole nine yards. So we're trying to see. I, you know, I, a buddy of mine told me that he kind of knew of you or had a had a uh, number on you, and I was like, cool. Let me reach out to him. He, he told me you were Kendra's husband. So I want. Yeah, to I am my husband. You. So I don't understand what my wife's got to do with this whole thing. Okay, what I'm trying to do is see if you're cool with Kendra being on our flyer, man. I mean, because your wife is fine as. So we want to put her on the flyer. And, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, uh, what you mean my wife is fine as What you mean? By, what, 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 you going to call me up and talk about my wife, man? The f*** is wrong with you? Brother, 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 it's, it's, it's a respect thing, dog. I'm giving you, I'm giving you props. It's props, man. I'm giving okay, you props. Well, spit out what you need, man, because it don't sound right. Dude, we're trying to get your wife. We want to get her through a photo shoot in a bikini so we can put it whoa, on Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hell no, you ain't using my wife in no bikini to put on no Flyer. You out your damn mind? That's my wife, man. Respect me. What's okay, wrong okay, with you? Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, man. Hold on, man. Why are you tripping like this, bro? Why because are you tripping like my this? My wife. My wife ain't gonna be in no damn no flyer for no party, man. What the do you think this is? What the wrong with you? Okay, bro, bro. You know what, man? I tried to call you and get you to respect. I mean, I, I it don't sound like it. I, well, well, okay. Look. I didn't call for no argument. I just I just talked to Kendra when I go to the bank tomorrow and see if she want to do
Oh, man. She told me, she said, we listen to y'all every morning on the way to work. He drops me off and he goes to work. She said, Tommy, you've got to get it. I said, well, you got to let me know. What what do he love the most? She said, me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that right now after this call. Yeah, we love you, man. Oh, man. We love you back, baby. Keep listening to Steve Harvey morning. So tell me this, bro. What is the baddest radio show in the land, man? What is it, Daryl? It's Steve Harvey with Nephew Tommy. April Fools! (laughs) Come on, man. Y'all gotta get a prank or something. Sometimes y'all got y'all. Y'all don't really gear it up for me the way I be wanting. You know. Sweet. What else should we? Yeah, you're the king of pranks. This is your day, April Fools. Yeah, this is my day. This is this is this is like my second birthday. You know, this ain't my birthday, but. This really, yeah, this is my day. So say hello to the fool. Huh? Get a fool, son. Hello. Get a fool, son. Great job, man. Uh-huh. Way to thank go, you. boy. Ooh, you thank you. Nailed thank it, man. Ooh. Appreciate you it. Can prank. Don't you I, didn't I do it? For it boy. You did that. You did, you did uh-huh. the dog on thing. Yeah. There's a voice I'm not hearing. Didn't I say get a fool, son? Huh? Hello? He grunted. I just don't see the need for every, every day. day. I know. It's <laughs> carrying you down the yeah. street yeah. on our shoulders <laughs> <Right>. every <laughs> day. We ain't got to keep and telling you that. But, but there are some fools out there that think that they want to try me. And uh, I'm just letting them know who, I'm that who, fool. Who, I don't, I don't who, know. I've never heard anybody say they want to be Tommy. Oh, now, see, now, that, now my spirits was real high. That cut you Let, deep. You know what? Yeah. That's all right. That's Be all right. Nice, Let, you know what? No, Me and I'm... Jay going to take it from here. Me no. and Jay going to take it from here. We've teamed up together. It is called the T and J Coronavirus Stay at Home Comedy Show Live. It jumps off April 1st, which is April, April Fool's Day. Day. All right? Yeah. It is the yeah. only comedy show that you can watch in your drawers or butt-ass naked. That's Don't make what no is. difference to us. Okay. Jay, tell all the comics out there how they can send us their videos of them doing comedy. videos, two minutes or less, two minutes or less, to tnjstayathome at gmail.com. All right. Thank you, nephew. Coming up, it's the Strawberry Letter subject, My Husband Belongs to the Streets. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up, the one and only Stacey Abrams will be our special guest at 46 minutes after the hour. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, on dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. All right, thank you, nephew. My husband belongs to the streets. It says, Dear Stephen Shirley, I am a married woman in my mid-40s, and my husband is too. We've been together a total of five years, and we've been married three years. Early on, he explained that he had some medical issues that sometimes kept him from having sex. When we got married, we had only had sex once. But he had found other ways to please me, so I was happy and our marriage was great. I hoped and prayed that he could get his libido back and we could have sex 
uh, have sex, you know, like a real married couple. My husband, my, my hopes and prayers were shattered recently, and I found out he had been lying to me for five years. I got a call from a woman saying she has been seeing my husband for over a year, and she found out that he has a wife. I was curious to know if they had been having sex, and she told me that my husband is a beast in the bedroom and that he is the main thing, uh, that's the main thing that got her so hooked on him. She told me that he has several girls that he messes around with, and he tells everyone he is single. After the call, I, didn't, I decided not to say anything until I could prove it to myself. I started noticing that he keeps his phone close to him all the time and he works late a lot and he's been hanging out with his boys on the weekend more. These were things that never stood out before. I even drove past a woman's house one night and saw his car there, but I still haven't confronted him. He didn't want me sexually, but he wanted to marry me and share his life with me. Please help me make sense of this. I love him and I don't want to end my marriage, but this is a major blow to my self-esteem. What's wrong with me? How should I handle this? Wow. Um, first of all, you know what? Don't blame yourself. Do not do that. I mean, we as women seem to always blame ourselves when things go wrong in our marriage. And, and that's not to say that, you know, sometimes we don't have something to contribute to the fact that our, our marriage may be going wrong or it may be ending. But don't be so quick to blame yourself, okay? There are two people in this marriage, clearly. Uh, and, and this is an awful situation you're in. Uh, you said you've known him for five years. You've been married for three. Early on in the marriage, he told you that he had medical issues and that, uh, you know, he may not be able to perform. Um, did you question him? at any point uh you know if anything you know perhaps you could be blamed it, i don't want to use that term because it's so harsh but because you didn't really question him i mean what did he say his medical issues were was he making moves to get help was he under a doctor's care I, i'm just a bit surprised that you didn't go more there with him maybe you thought like a lot of women that he would change after you guys got married clearly that did not happen uh uh, it seems like you got less sex after you guys got married. But when the woman called, you found out that he was really, really, really not giving it to you, but he was giving it to her and a whole bunch of other women, according to her. So you haven't confronted him yet. What are you holding on to this information for? What do you think or hope is going to happen if you don't talk to him about it? I mean, he's cheating on you. He, he's not the person he said he was. Uh, the only thing maybe, I, I mean, nothing about him is real. He lied, 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 lied. You got to confront him at some point. You got to get to the truth uh, because your whole marriage is a sham. Your whole marriage is a sham. And I know you don't want to deal with this, even though you said, you know, you still love him. You've fallen into someone you think he is. That's not who he is. You have to get to the bottom of that. You have to have a conversation with him. And and there's no time like the present. Steve? Uh, I, don't, I don't understand the letter. Um, th this is a, this, this entire letter is written by sister. I've got to tell you that you're just in denial. This entire letter is about denial. You've been together five years, been married three. 
He explained to me that he had some medical issues that sometimes kept him from having sex. Yeah, the medical issue is he can't drive between these houses fast enough. That's the damn medical issue. He, he can't get his foot to mash on that gas pedal and get his reflexes to time these lights to get back to the house and all this here. When we got married, we only had sex once, but he found other ways to please me. That's because he had to save up. So I was happy our marriage was great. I hoped and prayed he would get his libido back and we could have sex like a married real couple. Well, you got your dream shattered recently. You found out he been lying to you for five years. Got a call from this lady saying she been seeing your husband for over a year and she finally found out that he got a wife. Then I, you, this, 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 see, this, this the woman in you now, and I understand. I was curious to know if they had been having sex. She, sex. He's a beast. He'll beast. <laughs> Say that again, Steve. Having sex. He'll beast. He'll be here bringing it. <laughs> just, just, I'm, I'm slave love. Wow. Captured. Can't go. We quarantine love. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'll finish the letter when we come back. But it ain't going to be good, man. I'm sorry. Nah, nah. Mm-mm. All right, you heard him, Steve. We'll have part two of your response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Subject of today's strawberry letter, my husband belongs to the streets. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. My husband belongs to the streets. The end of the letter says, please help me make sense of this. I love him. I don't want to end my marriage. But this is a major blow to my self-esteem. What's wrong with me? How should I handle this? Well, first of all, let's get out of denial. Your husband lied to you about having a libido problem. So before y'all got married, he only got married. Y'all only had sex once, and he moved in. But he found other ways to pleasure you, and he knew he could, and that would satisfy you. You were hoping he'd get his libido back, like it's a magic trick or something, and he can get it back. Well, he didn't need it back because he was using it all over town. So you got a call from this lady saying she'd been seeing your husband for a year and finally found out he had a wife. Then you was curious to know if they had been having sex. What? What a anger at? What a Yeah. You been you seeing my husband? Are y'all having sex? He'll beast. Come and get it, come and get it. Don't stop, bring it with it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and said that's the main thing that got us so hooked on him. And then she told him that he got several girlfriends that he mess around with. And he tell everybody he's single. Huh. Now, he would have let it get real cloudy. After the call, I decided not to say nothing. What? <laughs> 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 Are you black? 
This cannot be Jamie. a sister. It cannot be a sister. After the phone call, I decided not to say nothing. Only reason a sister ain't saying that is she busy loading the rifle. Yeah. Other than that, they got something for you. I decided not to say nothing. And get this next line. Until I could prove it to myself. Wait a minute, I'm trying to, what does that mean? She I decided proof. not to say nothing until I could prove it to myself. But you it. already got the proof, because listen yeah. to this. I started noticing that he keeps his phone close to him all the time. Didn't I tell you at the top of the letter, this is a letter about denial? Mm-hmm. He keeps his phone close to him all the time. He works late a lot, but y'all ain't got no more damn money, though. He worked late a lot, but ain't no more damn money. He's been hanging out with his boys on the weekend more. His boys? Where they <laughs> women at? Y'all said you're in your 40s. All my boys got women. They can't hang out all the damn time. He's been hanging out with his boys. There were things that never stood out before because you was in denial. He been doing this the whole time. He been hanging out with his boys. He been he been working late. He been keeping that phone strapped to his thigh. He been doing this the whole time. You never noticed it till that lady called. Here, I even drove past the woman's house one night and saw his car there. What? <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> and he could drive his car after that? <laughs> right. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wouldn't the police ain't get involved at <laughs> this point? No gunshots in the ain't car. Ain't nobody nothing. had to call nobody. Yeah, ain't, ain't nobody <laughs> when to get busted out. Right. Man. But I still haven't nah. confronted him. Be the car though. was in the driveway. <laughs> I'm saying. He didn't you want know, me sexually. Now, hit the, the teaching part. <laughs> he didn't want me sexually, but he wanted to marry me and share his life with me. No, he needed a home base. Hello. He needed a place oh, to set up his operation, sister. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry to break this to you. He's a dog-ass dude. He needed one woman who would let him freely hang out with his boys, say he working late, walk around with his phone on him and all this here, and, and, and all of this here, and have all these women, and believe that he had a libido problem. He needed that. So then he could have a home base to set up his operation from. And you happen to be it. And and you're probably a really, really great woman. A really, really good woman. You've just been taken advantage of. Please help me make sense of this. There is no sense to this. Your dude is a dog. Now, here's the part that you're going to have to come to terms with. I love him. And I don't want to end my marriage. Let me let me help you understand something. You do not have a marriage. You're married to him, but he's not married to you in any way. Sexually, financially, commitment-wise, nothing. He's not married to you. Now, your marriage been over with, but this is a major blow to my... What's wrong with me? Get out of denial. Pick yourself up. Realize that this is not your fault, and you have every right to move on with your life. Wow. Well said. He's not going to change. Good job, huh? Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. And check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. 
Now, coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, she is here. It's time to get serious. Democrat politician Stacey Abrams will be our special guest right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, listen, everybody. As promised, we got a very, very special guest on the phone. This is all in line with what we've been talking about in keeping with the National Census Day 2020. Our very special guest is here today. She is the former Democratic leader in the Georgia House of Representatives. Wow the 2018 Democratic nominee for governor of Georgia, mm-hmm. and mm. the founder of Fair Fight Action and Fair Count. Well, today she's joining us to tell us about Fair Count and how it impacted the community for this year's uh, census. Please welcome back to the show, everybody, the Honorable Stacey Abrams. Welcome. welcome. Yes. Morning. <laughs> Thank you. I hope everyone is staying safe and that our thoughts and prayers remain with those on the front lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's some challenging times, but we're looking for the upside. Absolutely. Well, I'm here to tell you that uh, today is National Census Day, and it's a day where we can start to get access to money and power for 2021 and beyond. Say that again. We, we get access to money and power? Yes. So census data is used to allocate $1.5 trillion every year for the next 10 years. It's used to allocate 435 congressional members, and it's used to draw all the political lines from school board to city council to county commissioner to state legislator all the way up to Congress. So that's money and that's power. Yeah, it is. And it's not hard to imagine why people are scared of census, because we only talk about it once every 10 years. Mm -hmm. And when we do, it's with this urgency, and it's often without good information. So first and foremost, the census is confidential. The information you turn in cannot be used for 72 years. So if you've got a warrant, if you owe somebody some money, any information you give, they can't use the census to find you. I'm 46. I cannot see a census that I'm included in. And so there are four of them I would have been included in so far. I can't see a single one of those. Number two, if you have a utility bill or a cell phone, they can already find you. The census is about making sure they count you (laughs) and you get allocated the resources that you deserve. Because what the census says is here's the community you live in, here's the race that you're a part of or the ethnicity, here's your age group, and here's your income bracket. And so when we're allocating money for roads and bridges or for SNAP or for um, hospital beds, they need to know who lives where and the composition of the community. And if you see good communities or communities with nice things getting nicer and communities that are struggling getting worse, it's because the communities that struggle tend not to respond. Wow. And so every 10 years, they lose not only the money that time, but that's on top of the money they lost the last time. Wow. And the communities that get better, it's the money they've already gotten, and then they get more money because the money doesn't disappear. It just gets reallocated. Mm. So it's right. money and it's political power. Stacey, hang on one second. We're going to come sure. back. We, we got a few more questions we're going to ask her so we can get fully informed so we can participate. Everybody's got to participate in 2020 census, okay? Mm -hmm. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody, we're back with Stacey Abrams as our special guest this morning. Uh, She she has implemented the Fair Count Initiative, and it provides resources to the community to find out what this is. So it's it's a couple of things I want to talk to you about. Uh about the uh the about the faith-based uh community partnerships the initiative that you have and then i want to talk about the most underserved population in the census program are black men let's talk about those two things sure 
entrepreneur. So I launched Fair Count at the same time that I started Fair Fight. Fair Fight was because I knew we had to pay attention to access to voter protection. And Fair Count is because I know the census is the most effective and the most dangerous tool that we don't pay attention to. Because the story that is told in 2020 is the story that gets repeated between 2021 all the way through 2030. And we know that 1.7 million black people are likely to not be counted in 2020. That's more than $3 billion per year lost to our community. So $30 billion taken from our communities. And black men are the hardest community to count because often they are the most distrustful of the census. Mm -hmm. And they are the least likely to be contacted. And so Fair Count launched Black Men Count. And we've been working across the country, specifically in the South, but everywhere, trying to make sure that black men know that if they get counted in the census, the resources go directly to their communities. But we also know that the faith community is the best truth tellers that we have. And so we started with an initiative where we have an app. So if you go to faircount.org, we have an app for pastors who are trying to communicate with their flock. If you work with us to make sure they fill out the census, we can work with you to make sure they pay their tithes. But we're also doing work to ensure that in communities that didn't have access to the Internet, we've installed more than 135 Wi-Fi units across Georgia. Now, with shelter-in-place, that's not as useful, but we know shelter-in-place will end, and we want to make sure that those communities have access to the Internet because this is the first time that 80% of the census will be conducted online. Yes. Yes. That's really important. So listen to me. What Ms. Abrams is telling us, We've got to get super on top of everything. We've got to get this out on our social media platforms. we got to make this important to young people. you got to make this important to your grandparents. This has to be important to everybody because it's never been really explained to us this way. No one has really explained it this thoroughly. Now, I mean, Michael Cook did a great job, don't get me wrong. And so, listen, everybody. Now, last question for you, Ms. Abrams. The census website that Michael Cook gave out to us, 2020census.gov, do you still find your information there? Yes. So there, there are three ways to fill out the census. So if you, if you go online, you may have gotten a form in the mail already. Some folks aren't checking their mail, so, but it's there. But if you don't have the, the form they sent, you go to my, you can go to 2020census.gov. You can also... Uh, call 1-844-330-2020, and you can fill it out by phone. And for rural communities, and we have to know in the South about a third, in Georgia, for example, a third of rural communities are black. So we can't leave out rural communities, and a lot of us come from families that still live in rural communities. They have delayed the hand delivery of their packets until April 15th, and that might get pushed back even further. And so part of what I want people to remember is we can't just think about it on census day. We've got to think about it through the end of the year, through the time they stop the census. Because if they don't, if we don't, they're going to do what's called imputation. Imputation is when they decide to guess, or they they essentially impute what the race of the people are, depending on who the majority of the community are. So if you're in an area that gets gentrified, or if you're in an area where you're in the minority, it is likely that they will just guess that you are white. And that's how white people get overcounted and black people and brown people get undercounted. Ah. Mm. Mm. Ah. All right, we're changing that this year. We should. If if you don't have internet access, here's the phone number. 844-330-2020. 
Uh, we want to ask you a couple of questions. Yeah, sure. Uh, no problem. So stick around. We'll be right back with more uh, the Honorable Stacey Abrams right after this show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, we're back, everybody. We've Come got uh, Honorable Stacey Abrams with us today, and we've been talking about the Census Bureau. I just want to get a couple of your thoughts here. Come on. Come here, The The political climate today in this country, what we could do better during this time right here. Do you have thoughts on that? Absolutely. I think, unfortunately, the Trump administration has fumbled the response and that for the last 40 years, we have watched the Republican Party in particular denigrate and speak ill of government officials, speak ill of the role that bureaucracies play in our lives. But what's happening right now is that we need our bureaucracies to work. And when you sequester their funding, when you cut them, when you slash their their spending, and when you slash their staffing, it becomes harder, especially when you're cutting public health investments. And that's part of what we're seeing happening here. And so one thing I encourage everyone to do is to make sure you're asking not only your federal leaders, but your state leaders to pledge to invest in public health. Because COVID-19 is just the first round. We're going to face new and different diseases in the future, and we don't know what's going to happen, which is why we've got to be prepared for anything. The other thing I would say is that we have to be prepared for our elections. If we want different leadership, I personally am a Democrat, if we want different leadership, we have to have safe and secure elections, and that's why we need the next stimulus package to include the full funding of vote by mail and safe in-person voting so that every eligible voter in America gets to be heard in November so we get the leadership we deserve in January. We'll be right back with more Honorable Stacey Abrams right after this show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody, we're back with Stacey Abrams as our special guest this morning. Yes. Yeah. Great job. Yeah. Well, we have her. Just, just one last question. <laughs> Any, um, <laughs> listen, would there be any possibility that you would be open to accepting the offer as a running mate in the uh, presidential campaign this year? If Joe Biden said, Miss Abrams, would you join me in this fight? How would you feel about that? I, I would be honored and I would say yes. Let me say this. I, I've been getting this question since last year and during a primary at the beginning when I was figuring out what I needed to do, my answer was you don't run for second place in a mm-hmm. primary. But I also said, if people listen to the whole clip, was I would be honored to serve as a running mate. I I get a little bit of flack because people think that I'm being too ambitious and obnoxious by answering this question this way. But as a black woman, as a woman of color, and as a woman, I believe that it's my responsibility to, to live my patriotism. And my patriotism says that you don't pretend you don't want to serve. There's nothing noble about being falsely humble. What's noble is being willing to do the work to serve the people, and that's what I'm committed to, and that's what I would love to do, and I'd be honored to do that with the nominee for the Democratic Party. Yes, yes, oh, no, that's brilliant. brilliant. Yes, Steve. Well, that's brilliant. brilliant. I, yes. I vote, yeah. You, you ran an amazing race here in Georgia, and mm-hmm. you were everything the public really wanted, man. It was just amazing the race you ran, your, the, your, uh, your, your platforms, the way you uh, articulated it, the way you, the way you presented yourselves in terms of a plan, I think that's very much needed. Congratulations on. Uh, we'll just see what happens. We don't know what's going to happen, but uh, long as it's Joe Biden, I'm cool. 
<laughs> and just as a Democrat my whole life, I just wish that Democrats fought like the Republicans fight because they fight dirty, man. Well, I, I would say I, I don't think we have to fight dirty, but we do have to fight smart. We know how to win elections. When Democrats do the right thing, when we organize, when we fight back against voter suppression, when we invest in every community and we don't cherry pick the people we're going to talk to, when we recognize that black voters are more than just an add-on, when we invest in our communities early, when we treat them with respect, we win. That's how we won in 2008 and in 2012. It's how we won over and over again in 2018. My, My campaign, you know, even though we didn't get the prize, we turned out more voters than any Democrat in the history of Georgia. And so if we run smart campaigns, we don't have to fight dirty. We can be the good people and we can win our elections, but we've got to be willing to fight hard and fight smart. Mm. Well thank you said. so much for yes. taking that road. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm <laughs> hey, thank you. For, hey, everybody. Uh, Stacey Abrams, everybody. Thank we you so much. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming up, it's our last break of the day, and we'll have some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey at 49 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are, last break of the day. Uh, time for Steve's closing remarks. Okay, um, today Tommy sent me something. Sent me a caption that I'm going to keep, because I oftentimes keep uh, quotes in my motivational folder, in my photo stream. And I just look at them from time to time when I'm feeling a certain kind of way. Sometimes I just need a little uplift myself, you know. And Tommy sent me this today, <clears throat> and I'm gonna share it with you. And it's gonna call me, cause me to expound on it a bit because it's something I really do believe in. It says, do not ask God to guide your footsteps if you're not willing to move your feet. Do not ask God to guide your footsteps if you're not willing to move your feet. You know, folks, it's very simple. God can put his finger on something to bless if you give him something to put his finger on. But you can't can't ask God to do something and you're making no effort. Lord, help me get a job, but you ain't putting in no application. Lord, help me do right, but all you ever want to do is wrong. You just you just committed to wrong. You know, you 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 gotta make a move in the right direction. You know, faith without works is dead. <clears throat> so what Tommy sent me, do not ask God to guide your footsteps if you're not willing to move your feet. It's something all of us, and all of us are guilty of it from time to time. Sometimes we get complacent. Sometimes we just get to feeling sorry for ourselves. You know, oh, man, I guess it ain't meant to be. Oh, Lord, what now? You know, look, man, you can complain your way through life if you want to, but you really have to make an attitude adjustment. You got to get two things moving, your attitude and your feet. Those two things have to get moving. You got to start taking steps. You may not know the way how to get to the finish line, But the finish line is somewhere it ain't where you at. The finish line is never where you're standing. So you got to start taking some steps. And once again, you may not know all the steps necessary to get to the tape, but you got to start the process, man. So like the caption says, stop asking God to guide your footsteps if you ain't willing to move your feet. You got to put it into motion. 
Look, it's just a dream when you're thinking about it. But you got to put some, you got to put your dreams to work. Motivation is when your dreams put on work clothes. You got to take your dreams and put work clothes on them, man. You got to start stepping in the right direction. You've got to make a move towards the light. You've got to step towards the finish line. You've got to start to get to where you're trying to get to. You got to get to go. You got to go to get. Period. You cannot stay that wherever you're trying to get to can't be right where you at. It can't be. It can't be. I give you look. This, this is a, this is a silly example. But let's say your family reunion is in Wyoming, which I know it's not. That's why I said. And you drive to Wyoming. When you get to Wyoming and you reach Wyoming, the state of Wyoming, you still got to do something. Because where is the family reunion at? It just can't go to Wyoming. Well, I'm here, Lord. You here, you well. You, even when you get to where you say you're going, you got to move around. Let's say you get to the park where you're holding the family reunion, and you get to the park. Once you get to the park, what? what? You got to do something? You're going to play softball, volleyball? You're going to sit on the tree play domino? You're going to barbecue? You're going to make lemonade? You constantly got to be doing something. There is no, when you get there, you there, and there is no more movement required. There's movement required throughout your life because wherever you're trying to get to, it ain't where you at. I can promise you that. It's never where you at. I'm doing very well in my life. It ain't where I'm going. How would I be just, I'm here now, this it? This it? What? No more dreams, Steve? No more visions? You, you want nothing else. You, you, you here. This it for you. And it doesn't matter to me that people look at me and go, man, you got all this. I don't even see what you're tripping for. I ain't tripping. I just want to be more than I am. I'm really trying to be a better person. I really, really am. I'm not content with the person I am. I could improve. I could actually be a better person. So I'm in the process. God ain't through with me yet. He working on me. I'm trying. I'm better than I used to be, but I'm still got my feet moving. So I'm asking God to guide my steps, but I got my feet moving, man. Stop asking God to guide your footsteps if you ain't willing to move your feet. Can't happen. It's what you want. Come on, man. Stop that. You're being unreasonable to God. Guiding your footsteps and moving your feet down the path, that's two different things. You got to do that. You make one step, he'll make two. So if you don't make the one, you cannot expect him to make the two. He can touch you and bless you, but you got to give him something to bless. You got to do something. Can't sit at the house watching TV. That's it. Stop asking God to guide your footsteps if you're not willing to move your feet. Thank you, Tommy. That was my closing remark. Drop it. Okay. Who? <laughs> <laughs> now that actually sounded like a mic. <laughs> that was encouraging. Yeah. Good way to start the day. Keep it going. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good one. Have a great weekend, too. I'll be working. <laughs> <laughs>
Wednesday. I'll be working whenever it gets here. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yes. <laughs> For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 